before we focus on like the carbs, the proteins, the fats, we really have to make sure that we're eating enough overall calories. And so ultimately having enough fuel in your tank first is really what's going to make you a faster runner. And then we can start to focus on the things like, okay, is your carbohydrate you know, distribution adequate? Is your protein distribution adequate? Is your fat distribution adequate? Are you constantly worried about getting injured or you don't know how to get faster as a runner and you want to continue to run for stress relief, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Healthy Runner, the only place that provides you with training tips, injury recovery, and prevention tools with actionable strategies by experts in the running industry so you can develop a stronger running body and feel confident that you can overcome any obstacle as a runner. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid runner, running physical therapist and coach, educator, founder of Spark Healthy Runner, where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you've been told to stop running with an injury or you think coaching is just for fast runners. Learn more about our signature coaching program at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Every week on the show, we coach you to grow as a runner, just like the process of building a strong, durable home that will last a lifetime requiring little maintenance. The design and planning is your mindset. The foundation is your strength training. The framing is your run plan. The electrical and plumbing is your nutrition. The insulation, drywall, and flooring is your recovery. The landscaping and exterior is your race strategy. If you master the six parts of growing as a runner, your running will be strong and last long, hitting PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Every week, we help a runner just like you build their dream home. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. This episode is powered by UCAN. Are you looking for a breakfast boost, an afternoon pick-me-up, or a pre-workout snack? Do you value the importance of health and what you put in your body? Are you looking for food options to eat during the day that will provide you the energy for your workouts? If so, I have just the solution you need. UCAN's energy granola and almond butter are staples in my weekly routine and are all-natural, keto-friendly, gluten-free, and provide energy you need to get through your day and bring out your personal best during your training or after those runs and strength sessions to enhance recovery. I personally love pairing my UCAN almond butter with some medjool dates before my run and strength session mornings. And the granola is just such a convenient energy snack to have any time during the day to avoid getting hangry before your next meal. Fuel smarter now that you're a part of our Healthy Runner fam. We are going to hook you up with 20% off of all your orders using the special link I have for you in the show notes. Just go to youcan.co forward slash healthy runner. That's youcan.co, not.com forward slash healthy runner. And use our Healthy Runner code during your checkout when placing your order to get 20% off. Go ahead and give these UCAN Energy Snacks a try. You are going to love how they taste, and they're going to keep you full during the day so you have energy for those workouts. 
Are you wondering which food is best for running or what foods will make you a faster runner? Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. In this episode, Coach Brooke, registered dietitian nutritionist from Intentful Nutrition and our Spark Healthy Runner coaching team, is going to provide valuable, need-to-know information when it comes to our nutrition as runners. We are going to cover why do most runners not eat enough? How can fueling help running? Which food is best for running? What should I eat on an easy run day or rest day? Uh, What should I eat on a moderate training running day? Uh, What should you eat on hard training days or race days? And then what foods make you a faster runner? So Brooke, thank you so much for coming back on the show to share all your knowledge on this topic that I know you are very passionate about. Of course. I'm so happy to be here. And as always, it's a pleasure to be talking with all of you again today. Yeah. And for those that don't know, Brooke Sarnacki is a registered dietitian nutritionist. She's a runner. She is also the nutrition expert on our Spark Healthy Runner team. Brooke is passionate about helping runners prevent underfueling by learning to effectively fuel their bodies for all of life's adventures. So Brooke, you know how we do this? You know, I, I think most hopefully have heard you before, so they they kind of know a little bit of your background. But you know, what's going on in your life and in kind of your part of the world in Alaska uh, these days? Gosh, yeah, there's so much going on. So still, you know, doing my virtual practice with my runners and with my athletes, and we're personal, like personal life-wise, we're in the middle of a move. So, you know, we're a military family. We're going to be on route to Missouri here in the next couple of weeks and starting our family too. I'm 20, like almost 20 weeks pregnant. Yes. So it's like lots of new things in my life. Very exciting. Also very scary. (laughs) But all all good things and lots of new adventures uh, coming for for our fam. So absolutely, we are super excited for you. Very very exciting time in your life. Yeah, taking every every moment. I think all of us who are kind of on the other side of having young kids can can agree. You know, those times seemed chaotic when we were going through them. But at the same token, we do miss uh, some of those times and just everything being new and, you know, being new parents and, you know, the move, like living in a different area. So all the Missouri runners are going to have to hit you up uh, once you make once you make your move and make some connections yes. in Missouri. Absolutely. I know we're we're like really going to be in the middle of nowhere, but <laughs> I, I am excited to like explore the cities when we are able to get out. So <laughs> nice, nice. So yeah, let's get into uh, this topic that we really wanted to educate our running community about today. You know, what is your belief about, or why do you think you know most runners are not eating enough? Yeah, I think this is there's a couple reasons and a couple theories that I have. The first one is that we are taught our whole lives just how to diet. We're not taught how to effectively fuel our bodies for running or keeping our body active, keeping our body strong. We're taught how to shrink our body and how to restrict our food, how to constantly push off our hunger or even question our hunger. 
So that's my first theory is just that we really aren't taught like proper nutrition and no fault of anybody. Like that's just how a lot of us grew up. We've grown up in this like diet culture era. And then my second theory is a common theme that I find with runners is a like a major focus on clean eating and clean eating is basically like, you know, consuming mostly unprocessed foods, whole foods, trying to stay away from like, you know, white foods, quote unquote. And what this leads to is eating a lot of fibrous foods. So foods that are really high in fiber and that fiber fills us up so much that we're filled up on fiber and not filled up on energy or calories. And so runners think that like, oh, I'm eating enough because I'm feeling so full all the time. But eating too much fiber can lead to like gastrointestinal issues, that feeling of fullness all the time. And then that's leading to under eating. So the clean eating trend gets taken too far a lot of times with with runners, with athletes. And it's not uncommon for me to tell athletes like you need to eat less vegetables, (laughs) less vegetables, less fruits. We need to eat more carbs. So that's another theory that I have with runners as well is just that like the high fiber diet and the emphasis on clean eating when it's not really necessary. Like, of course, you know, eating whole foods is important, but it doesn't need to be all of our diet. Right. And yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. And, you know, that I've definitely been there before as well. And, you know, we can get too much of a good thing. Totally. Right. So kind of moderation and I got my carbs give me spark shirt on for for today's chat uh <laughs> as you bring up carbs I always figure I gotta represent with you know promoting the message that carbs do give us spark and they're not yes. bad and yes. they, they don't need to be avoided um but I, I do I do agree on all fronts that a lot of the runners that we work with are usually not eating enough. And I do think that's a big reason is the whole diet culture thing. So that's why I just love what you do and sharing your message, like on Instagram in, you know, that food, food is your friend, you know, food is not something that needs to be looked at in a negative light. And, you know, this is the first time I've heard you kind of mention that also about like clean eating and, you know, we don't need to be like 100% clean eating yes. and that's okay. So it's nice to hear that from a registered dietitian and just to just to be reminded of that. I think it's uh, super helpful. So how, you know, why are we, why are we even talking about this today? Like every time you come on the show, I do notice that a lot of runners listen in. And we want to learn about nutrition. We want to learn about food, fueling. Like, how can fueling help our running? Like, why is it important? Or how can, you know, the the food that we eat help to fuel our runs? Yeah, so important. And most importantly, you know, gosh, I don't even know where to start with this one. But there's just so many different cascades that happen when our body's not getting enough fuel. And so the opposite happens when we get enough fuel. And so it's really important to eat enough, one, for just overall health. Like sometimes we don't realize 
that every single system in our body is dependent on us feeding it adequately. So, you know, if you're not eating enough food, systems like your hormone regulation system, your endocrine system is one of the first things to to go, essentially, I'm putting that in quotes, because it's not a necessary bodily process to keep your body alive. So your body starts to prioritize, like, what am I going to use this fuel for if I'm not getting enough? And a lot of times it goes to your heart, your liver, your kidneys. And the, you know, the, the less important, I hate to even say less important, but what your body prioritizes is not the hormone regulation. So with that, you know, for women specifically, we get loss of menstrual cycle. For men, we get low testosterone. Um, there's just a cascade of effects that happen when our body is not getting enough fuel and literally every single cell in your body is dependent on what you put in it. And most importantly, eating enough. When you're not eating enough, your cells aren't getting what they need to, to perform and even just live effectively, efficiently, optimally. So, you know, we start to see things like chronic injuries or chronic fatigue, burnout with athletes. That happens, you know, in a lot of different reasons, but, you know, not eating enough burnout is a huge one. So it's just really important to make sure that if you want to be a lifelong runner, you want to run forever, you've got to support that now. You've got to support your body now in that. And, you know, that's why I'm, I'm so passionate about talking about eating adequately because it's just like I can't emphasize enough like how important that is. Your body is literally depending on it. Food is not optional. Oh, my goodness. And, and I guess that explains why those who are underfueling, not eating enough or go like hours without eating, get that hangry right? Yes. And it affects mood. You brought up how it affects, you know, your endocrine system, hormones, all of that. And yeah, it's actually interesting to hear about, honestly, like low T. Um, I know for men, right? Like that's a concern as we start to age in our middle age years. But that is good to know that eating properly and getting the proper fuel will help perhaps you know, decrease the significance as that decreases with a normal aging process. So that's definitely a good thing to learn. But it, it's our it's our fuel. It's really what our body is breaking down that feeds all of our organs, like you said. So that makes sense as far as, you know, and it's weird, right? Because when we grow up, it's like you eat food because it tastes good or you only eat like what, you know, tastes good to you and you think it, it's just something we do or a lot of times culturally, right? It's like you celebrate an event, you go out to dinner to celebrate, yes. right? And, you know, I, I grew up in, in a big Italian family and it's kind of like, yeah, when the family gets together, like we eat, right? Like we know how to eat. We, we know how to throw down our carbs with our pasta. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it is interesting to just kind of look at food from a different lens and you know, just realize that what we are putting in our bodies is really affecting all of our other functions from physical aspect, you know, maybe mentally, like hormonally, endocrine system wise, yes, all of that. So yeah, thank you and, for bringing that up. Yeah. And, I, I also want to mention too, with, with runners, I, I deal with a lot of runners that have like gastrointestinal issues, like stomach problems, abdominal pain. And a lot of times that can be linked back to under eating. Like the gut is, is so important when it comes to 
nutrition. And when we aren't giving our body enough fuel, we start to see things like food sensitivities or, you know, like a lot of bloating, a lot of cramping. And that's again, when what leads to our nurse to be like, oh, I need to cut out foods. And so that can like further perpetuate the problem. And so, you know, the, the GI things are also something that's like, we don't think about how eating enough oftentimes really does. It, I mean, it can solve all of your problems essentially. And I've seen that a lot where runners like, I had no idea that like my bloating was because I wasn't eating enough. So it's just all around. It's just so important for many different things. And also you're just a nicer person when you're fed. <laughs> the amount of times my clients are like, I can't believe that I like have all this patience or I can't believe that you know, I just don't suddenly snap at people anymore. And it's like, because my body has enough energy to be content. <laughs> right. So it really is. It's fascinating. Yep. Yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense. And I'm sure is a lot more enjoyable for, for their spouses, children, <laughs> their coworkers, right. Who are dealing with them on a daily basis. So, you know, which food is, is really best for running? Or what types of food? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't discriminate against any foods at all. I mean, all foods are wonderful for runners. Um, I do want to emphasize the importance of carbohydrates. I think this is always a theme in our in our chats together. But, you know, you've got to be giving your body that primary fuel source, which is those carbohydrates. And a lot of my runners that come to me are afraid to, of eating too many carbohydrates or they're afraid of weight gain because, you know, they don't want to eat too many carbs because they're afraid it's going to lead to weight gain. And we really, again, it's really important to understand like why, why each food that you're eating is so important for, for running. And so I always em emphasize carbs because I think they get a really bad rap, but you need those carbs in order for your body to be able to go out and have energy on your runs and also have energy when you come home. So a lot of times that's, that's the macronutrient, I guess, that I would say runners need more of than the general, the general population. Right. Okay. So let's, let's do some kind of examples here. Yeah. And I'm sure you get these questions a lot on, you know, how do I adjust my eating depending upon what I'm doing for training? So like what should, you know, a runner eat on, let's say an easy run day, or they're not even exercising that day. Like they have this rest and recovery day that maybe their coach told them is like super important to allow your body to grow, right? And be able to tolerate the training to stay healthy. And even though they don't want to rest, they have this rest day. So now they may be thinking, hey, if I'm resting, then I probably shouldn't eat as much, right? Do you get that a lot? I get that all the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what should we eat on those kind of, let's say, easy run day or a rest day? Love that question. And it's, it is probably one of the top questions that I get from my athletes and even just on Instagram too. It's just general confusion about like, do I need to adjust my nutrition or should I eat less? Do I need to eat, you know, more calories on this day versus less calories on this day? And I typically don't recommend like, I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of food tracking, but you don't need to necessarily eat less on those, those easier days or those rest days, but you need to be thinking about like eating more on the other days. So for example, 
I, I like to use the athletes plates examples, and these are directly from like Team USA, their nutrition team. They created these and they're, they're awesome. I use them with all of my clients, but essentially just teaches you like how to break up your plate. It's an example of how you might break up your plate based on different training days. So for an easy day, we'll start with that. And easy day is so relative. Like some people are like, oh, six miles is an easy day for me or, you know, Resting completely is an easy day for me. So you got to take these things with a grain of salt. Like this is generalized information. However, I will say if you're working out for like less than 30 minutes, low intensity, this would be considered what you'd eat on an easy day. So when you envision your plate, I want you to break it up and do half of your plate, fruits and vegetables, a quarter of your plate, protein, and a quarter of your plate, carbohydrates. So we're still including all of the food groups in that easy day, we're just adjusting the ratios of your fruits and veggies, your carbs, and your protein. So that easy day, the half plate fruits and veggies, the quarter plate protein, and the quarter plate carbs is typically what I would recommend for somebody on a day where they're not doing heavy exercise. Okay. All right. So everyone's visualizing that from the audio version of this half your plate veggies. Now, this might be a dumb question you tell me is Never. fruits in, involved in that the veggie half of the plate or no yeah i include fruits and veggies okay. on that fruits plan. and yep. veggies are half and then we have a quarter protein quarter carbs and then i know i remember from your nutrition basics episode when we talked about our macronutrients um, where do the fats come in usually the fats are and i say this to my athletes a lot like usually the fats are incorporated somewhere somehow on that plate so whether you're cooking your veggies and olive oil or you're including you know maybe a dressing an olive oil based dressing on your salad or you know ranch dressing on your on your salad or something like that usually fats sneak their way into the plate but i do try to be intentional too about like making sure that we're we're getting fats as well so great question but typically that's like they're sprinkled in somewhere yeah and even like, let's say you're doing in the protein portion, maybe some nuts, right? They have yeah. some healthy fats in there. I hope you are enjoying this episode and it is providing value for you. I wanted to take a brief moment to share a story of a real runner like you who is struggling with a common problem that you may be facing. Here is one of our athletes who got the guidance, support, and accountability from our Healthy Runner coaching team to get clarity and structure on the six steps to growing as a runner with personalized strength, nutrition, and run plans. I hope their story inspires you that there is hope to either get over your running injury or to continue getting faster or running longer so you can continue to get in those mental clearing miles and enjoy your running journey again. Here is their inspiring story. Hi, my name is Katja from Los Angeles and I would like to talk a little um, to you about my experience with Drain and the Spark Healthy Runner program. I started my journey um, with a program, I think about a year, a little less than a year ago. I suffered from Achilles um, tendonitis that turned into a tendinopathy and um, just really struggled with running at that point and was really frustrated. Um, and probably like many of you came across um, Dwayne's podcast while I was trying to consult Dr. Google to find out what to do about this and um, how the heck to get out of pain and start running again and found a few of his videos where he talked about um, 
specifically Achilles issues and just um, was very intrigued. Um, so after, you know, after a couple of weeks, um, I decided to reach out to him and um, jump on a call and immediately just um, just gelled with him and um, loved his enthusiasm and his energy. And I just um, adore his personality. And he just gave already, you know, some really solid advice um, and talked about the program. And I, you know, took a chance at that point. I thought I would, you know, just take a chance and um, sign up for the program. And it has been one of the best things I've done for myself. Um, you know, with I had already signed up for um, two half marathons. Dwayne probably would have liked me to just run the second one. <laughs> but first one was a um, deferral from COVID times. Um, so we like saw it as a maybe a tune up um, tune up race for the for the a ma um, half marathon for my goal race. Um, and it just went fantastic. Um, I think both of us were a little surprised how well that first one went and I had absolutely um, no Achilles issues. This is just two months into the program. Um, I crushed my second um, race, my A race, uh, which was the Revel Mount Charleston um, downhill race. Just highly recommended. Have to throw that in there. Um, ran a PR already by almost 10 minutes and had the best time. And again, without any issues, um, Achilles issues or otherwise. Um, a few components um, that I really enjoyed about the program and that I think um, really helped me in my journey were the strength program, the strength component. I was not consistent in strength training before, you know, 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there, definitely not consistent. And the program, you know, kept me accountable, set on my calendar and, you know, you know, I just saw it on my calendar. It's like, okay, I'm running today. I'm strength training today. And I stuck to it. And, and it just really helps, you know, somebody's out there watching you as well. Um, and Dwayne gave me some additional exercises tailored to me and my inju injury. Um, that, yeah, successfully helped me overcome my, my issues. And I had bilateral Achilles tendonitis, um, or tendinopathy. So, um, that was especially bad for me. Um, and you know you can work out along Dwayne, so to speak, um, on the videos that he's recorded for the strength program, and that was really fun for me. Much more fun than you know just looking on a piece of paper and going exercise by exercise. So that was really, really um, beneficial for me as well. And just loved working with him. I loved the Healthy Runner community. Um, special shout out to Jonah and Owen. I'm so thankful to have met you and so many others um, there. And that is also really really important and um, invaluable um, benefit of the program really that it's not just the coach that you have it's the whole team that you have behind you it's also the other coaches that are always there with advice and input um, shout out to Whitney Latoya Dufeng all of them um, Brooke the registered dietitian has been super helpful she gave me some really good advice and you know all of that carried over into this um so more about this in a second but um when i ran my my second half marathon i remember clearly i said to Dwayne when we had our um what's it called review and talked about it um that i said to him i have no idea how i could ever run twice as far and he said but of course you can he said like you know you've you've trained for a half marathon so that's what you ran and then you trained for full and then that's what you do and I just um, ran my first full marathon in Chicago just six days ago. Um, 
zero first of all zero achilles issues but zero issues in general um honestly it probably couldn't have gone any more perfect um yeah i had the best experience um chicago was amazing and you know drain instilled that confidence in me and i'm not sure if i would have um, stood at the start line without him or the program so if you're still hesitant um, my advice would be you know just shoot him an email reach out to him um jump on a call you know see if you gel um think about it for for a day or two sleep on it um i think you wouldn't regret it um it's been invaluable for me i really really enjoyed the experience and the the community that came with it and found it invaluable. Happy running. I hope sharing that story inspired you and provided you some hope. If you want the one-on-one structure, accountability, and support from our Healthy Runner coaching team of experts, check out the behind the scenes video tour of our signature coaching program you just heard about, including other stories from runners who are just like you and were struggling with the same sticking points before they signed up for our program. Just head to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com to learn more and book your strategy call with me today. Now let's get back into this episode. Okay. All right. So that's kind of the easy day or rest day. And I like that you brought up that it's scalable, right? So this is your individual, you, the runner who's listening to this right now, what you consider as an easy day in your training for where you are right now in your training. So then what should, you know, let's say, what should I eat on, let's say a a moderate training um, running day? Yeah. So this is like, and I, I hate to even give times, but I do think it's easier to just visualize sometimes with timing. So if you're running between like 30 to 60 minutes and you have like maybe like a light yoga sesh or something like that would be like a moderate day of training. So it's not like a workout, but it's also not like a full, full rest day. You basically want to split your plate into thirds. So you're increasing the carbohydrates and you're decreasing the vegetables a little bit. So you'll see throughout the explanation that the carbohydrate side is the one that's really increasing and the veggies are decreasing. And that's because we want to get all of those calories from carbohydrates that we need to fuel our body and not be fueled specifically just on vegetables. Cause veggies are wonderful, but because they're giving you all those micronutrients that we need, but they're not giving you caloric density. So we're not getting that energy from them. So uh, splitting the moderate day into thirds is the best way to do it. And a lot of times I'll tell athletes, like if you have an easy day and you're feeling extra hungry, don't limit yourself, like add a little bit of extra carbohydrates on there because your body's asking for more fuel. And oftentimes I do hear that runners are more hungry on rest days because it's that, that chance for your body to catch up. So don't be afraid to like add more carbs. If you feel like you need more carbohydrates that day. Right. So we basically increased by the same proportions, the amount of protein and the amount of carbohydrates that we're ingesting. And we've decreased the fruits and veggies kind of portion of our athlete's plate. Totally. Totally. Okay. All right. So then how about those uh, hard training days and race days? So let's say, I don't know, someone's doing like 
interval training they're doing like repeats on the track or you know they have a long run or they have a race you know how does how does that shift in what we should be eating yeah so on on these days half your plate is going to be carbohydrates a quarter of the plate is going to be protein and a quarter of the plate is going to be your fruits and your veggies so a lot of times when i say this my athletes are like i'm not doing that <laughs> I'm like, you can do it. I know you can do it. A half a plate of carbs is a little bit overwhelming, especially if you're not used to it. But I promise you, your body is going to thank you later because you have to think about this in terms of growth and recovery, right? Like your body is exerting more energy. You're exerting a lot of fluids. You know, your body's like utilizing a lot of resources. So you need to replace those resources and in the form of carbohydrates. So half that plate carbohydrates. And when I say carbs, I'm meaning like your potatoes, your rices, your pastas, your breads, those kinds of things. Not necessarily like your squash, like squash is not super calorie dense. So I'd include that in a vegetable, um, which is a lot of athletes are like, well, can I, you know, like include my starchy veggies as like half the plate carbs? And I'm like, no, <laughs> rice, <laughs> pastas, like those things, we need those things on our plate. So that's that's my recommendation for the hard days. Yeah. So even I guess going along those lines for the higher glycemic vegetables, like I think carrots are a little higher glycemic. Like that doesn't count, right? Right. That yeah, wouldn't those, count those as your veggies. Yep. yep. Okay. All right. All right. So we're really kind of doubling down essentially on the carbs to give us some spark for those hard workouts, those hard sessions, and does it matter timing wise? Are we thinking of, okay, today I have a speed work day. In general, I want to think all of my three main meals that I'm having throughout the day should be divided in that fashion proportion wise, or is it like after the workout or is it before the workout? You know, if you can talk a little bit about timing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So generally I, I do recommend like the day of incorporating more carbohydrates into your day. And for some people, I know like we're not always eating, you know, like a perfectly like, okay, we have our vegetable here, our, our carb here and our protein here. And so typically I'll, I'll say like, use this for your dinner meal. Cause I think a lot of times that's what, I mean, people's dinner plates look like, not always, but generally dinner reflects more of those athletes plates. And so during the day, let's say, you know, usually you have like a sandwich with a piece of fruit and I don't know, maybe like cheese sticks or something. What I might recommend is that you have your sandwich instead of the fruit, maybe you have some like pretzels or something to give you a little bit more carbohydrates along with the rest of your meal. So essentially you're just sometimes substituting like more carbs into your day rather than like, you know, again, those like high fiber foods, if that makes sense. Right. No, that definitely does. And I've, ne I've really never thought about it in that respect. Like I've always thought about like MVP, right? Think about like your meat, vegetable, potato. Mm -hmm. So like your carbs, your protein and your vegetable, but even thinking about it in this fashion and thinking about it in the context of eating like a runner and how many times I see, you know, people having um, salads for lunch, which I'm a big salad fan for lunch. I literally just finished mine before we hopped on this. But before really you started educating me, 
you know, I would literally have that salad and I would always make sure I have protein. Like, Hey, uh-huh. I'm like all in protein guy. Right. So I always make sure I have my grilled chicken, I have my Turkey in my salad. But there were many, many years that I was not having any carbs at all with that salad. And I was training hard and I was expecting to get like PRs at races. And now just like thinking back, you know, and, and now I'm more mindful. So like I make sure like I just had couscous in that salad or yes. I am having actually a piece of bread and like the bread's not going to kill me, guys. Like, you know, having that piece of Italian bread or having a roll with it or having a small bag of chips with it. Right. And that doesn't have all the added stuff in it. Right. Have some natural potato chips like they're made out of potatoes. And if you're running and sweating a lot, maybe you get a little salt, that. which will also help yeah. you out. So just kind of changing the mindset around that, I know for me, has been super helpful. And I also noticed that because honestly, I always used to definitely get like that late afternoon crash and like the hangry feeling. And now like reflecting and thinking about it, it's like, well, yeah, like I was never having carbs. Like no wonder. Yeah. I love that you brought up the salad example because that's a much better example to use for like easy day versus hard day. I would never recommend somebody have a salad like leading up to their their hard day workout or even if you're working out in the morning, like after that, um, your body's just, it needs more than that. And there's been so many athletes that I I looked this one client thing of in particular, we actually met through the healthy runner streams and she's working with me now. And, you know, she was having like two salads a day. And she was having a lot of gastrointestinal problems. Her fiber was like way too high. It was like 80 grams a day, which like the recommendation is like 30 grams a day. So like way too much fiber and just not enough calories. And so we started replacing that salad with a sandwich and she's like night and day difference, like less, less GI problems, more energy, more energy to like do her workouts, even just like be a present mom, be at work and just all around. I mean, it's just, it just feels better for her. So, you know, that the salad is not always the best option. So I, I love that you brought that up. Yeah. And, you know, for you guys who are listening, you know, if you are an after work runner, think about that, right? Like, are you having a salad for lunch? Are you adequately fueling for that run or that workout, or you're hitting the gym after work? Then, you know, some of the stuff that Brooke's talking about and then even thinking about the GI distress, I know that's a common, a common problem. So I want you guys to, to think about this in a little different way. Yeah, no, this is super, super helpful. And I guess I, I threw this question in there more for fun because apparently a lot of people want to know. And I have a feeling I know what your answer is going to be. But, you know, what foods make you a faster runner? Yeah. I love this question. And I was thinking about it before, before our chat, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to answer this, but like, obviously I'm going to say carbohydrates, but really the, the big idea. And, and I, I hope that this has been clear throughout the episode is like, before we focus on like the carbs, the proteins, the fats, we really have to make sure that we're eating enough overall calories. And so ultimately having enough fuel in your tank first is really what's going to make you a faster runner. And then we can start to focus on the things like, okay, is your carbohydrate, you know, distribution adequate? Is your protein distribution adequate? Is your fat distribution adequate? So 
yeah, obviously the the correct answer would be carbs. <laughs> but yeah, it, there's a lot of different factors that go into it. And I always like to think about like on your long runs and stuff. If you're not having carbs, I mean, you're going to you're going to tank eventually. So those carbohydrates really do give you that spark and they give you the energy that you need as a runner. Yeah, no, great way to answer that. And I just love again in, you know, our quick fix society and our, you know, 10 second attention spans with reels and TikToks and, you know, everyone wants that, that, you know, silver bullet that is going to make them a faster runner or eat the one food that is going to make them a faster runner. And I hope you guys really, you know, got from this episode is, is I think we need to reframe our mindset and how we look at food. And that's what I've learned most um, from Brooke, honestly, in these last couple of years. And even in just like a year in how I look at food, where I used to, I used to view food as, you know, yeah, now I'm trying to lean down, right? Summer's coming and, you know, we love to go to the beach. So it's like, yeah, I want to feel comfortable in my own skin. Right. And, you know, used to think about food in that way of like, there's clean eating and then there's like winter hibernation eating, right? Where you just don't think about anything. You eat everything, you know, you're eating seafood, just everything you see, you just put it in your mouth. Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, and really looking at like the things that we eat and the food that we have as fuel for our bodies to enhance our running performance, but then also recovery. And hopefully, you know, you guys kind of got that out of today's episode and in being a little more strategic about, you know, how do we change like the proportion of our athletes plates? And, you know, I, I love your mindset about that, like no food is, is, like a no-go or not really looking at food as either good or bad, right? Or like punishment or reward, right? Because I used to actually think that, Brooke, like in the beginning, it'd be like, oh, I did a long run today. Oh, I ran like, you know, I was out there for an hour and a half. Well, now I can eat whatever I want today. And like, I don't even, that doesn't even like cross my mind anymore. It's like, if I'm hungrier, then I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat. And then I think to myself, why am I hungrier today? Oh yeah, I had a really hard workout or, oh yeah, I had a long run. So I'm, I'm hoping that your message, it's influenced me a lot and I'm hoping that it's spreading to the more times that people hear it. Um, hopefully it's going to sink in a little bit more, but I know you did a fantastic job at putting together a little freebie for our listeners kind of the PDF, the nutrition blueprint that, uh, you know, all the runners are enjoying. You really went into like top five nutrition tips for runners, as well as the popular ultimate snack guide um, is very helpful for those that just want to have some options on how they fill out like, you know, this runner plate or athlete plate. So if you guys, you know, want to be able to get that freebie, download that, check it out in the show notes. Um, We've gotten some really great feedback for it. And if you go to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com, you'll definitely see our free eBooks. And that's a nutrition guide that Brooke put together. And I'm kind of curious, Brooke, you know, how has it been going from your standpoint in working in our Healthy Runner coaching program? 
as not only a registered dietitian nutritionist, but then also as a running coach. Yeah, it's been so much fun. And like working with different athletes and just having it's it's different when you're working with somebody on like just nutrition. And then it's different when you're working with somebody with like nutrition plus running plan plus strength plan. It, it kind of has this like well-rounded approach and you're able to see like improvements in all different areas. And so like one client that you have in particular, we we've been focusing on making sure that he's eating enough, making sure he's eating enough protein and then being consistent with strength training and just to see the difference in his running performance and just like how he's feeling. Like he said to me the other day, I usually at this point in training, I'm feeling really burned out because I like wasn't adequately feeling my body or I wasn't, you know, consistently strength training. And I actually feel really strong. And like, that is so validating, not only for him, but also for me as a coach to be like, this works like this actually is, you know, we always preach like what what we should do, right. And then when it's actually like applied, and you see it in practice, it's, it's just really cool to see the, the full circle be completed. And you're not like in that burnout cycle where you're like, okay, I'm going to start a training plan, then I'm going to get burned out. And then I have to take a couple months off and it just starts again. Like it's more sustainable and you can be more consistent with your training. So that's, that's really cool to see. Oh my goodness. Like even just reflecting at what I, I did on my personal nutrition, like that used to be me when I first started running in my adult onset running journey of, I was the same way I would train for a half marathon and be like so burnt out where I had to go into this like deload phase. Yep. And I couldn't even train because I, I was mentally, physically like burnt out because I thought it was so hard, like the training aspect. So it, that is great to hear. And I, I think I can definitely relate to how you're feeling right now, because that's how I felt in the beginning when, you know, I went from in the clinic, physical therapist to now being a run coach who helps runners get over their stubborn injuries. Um, but being able to blend those other elements that we didn't technically have quote unquote control over or insight or add like, you know, a, a structured plan that complements like yeah. what we do from our expertise standpoint, whether it's like running injuries or it is, you know, nutrition. Yeah. Just like making it more holistic is super, super helpful. And I think really just is what runners deserve. And so thank you for providing that you know, service for our community. And if you're listening to this and you're really looking for like an individualized nutrition plan and you want to prevent underfueling, you know, we talked about that as a common, you know, sticking point or problem that many runners face. And you just want to run that half marathon or you want to run that marathon without hitting the wall or actually feeling good and not being burnt out after your training, you know, you can learn how you can work with Coach Brooke um, within our one-on-one signature Healthy Runner coaching program by going to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching. This has been super informative as always. It's always such a pleasure to catch up and I continually learn from you. So I thank, I thank you for that as you're making me a healthier runner as I go in my journey. Um, but thanks for coming on to educate our community as well. Thank you so much for having me again, Dwayne. Always a pleasure. And I always have lots of fun. Yes. Yes. And thank you guys for, uh, tuning into this episode, whether you're listening on a run, hopefully you're having a 
fantastic run and hopefully you fueled prior to your run. <laughs> or if you're watching this uh, video in our Spark Healthy Runner YouTube channel, I appreciate all of you guys. And if you like this training, then you'll surely like the next. If you're listening on the podcast, queue up episode 153 to learn all about kicking cravings with balanced nutrition from Brooke, or just click the video that I have for you next. Let's maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and let's just keep on running. Until next time. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Healthy Runner Podcast, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. If you found this content valuable, here's five ways we can help you grow as a runner for free. One, grab a free copy of our six steps to growing as a runner framework at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash grow. Two, follow our Instagram page at sparkhealthyrunner. Three, join our free group by searching Healthy Runner in Facebook. Four, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash spark healthy runner five leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more experts in the running field and bring those lessons and trainings back here right to you don't forget hit the subscribe button on apple podcast or the follow button on spotify so you don't miss the next episode of healthy runner so you can maintain a strong mind a strong body and just keep running Lastly, if you've been struggling with the constant injury cycle, not eating the right foods for running, or not getting faster as a runner, and you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury-free runner, head to sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching to apply for a one-on-one signature coaching program. Thank you again. I really, truly mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening and sharing this podcast with a running friend who can use the help. Now go and crush your run today. See you next week.